0: Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlyle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, I would love to keep this podcast relatively sponsor-free, and to do that, I need your support through Patreon. You can visit the support tab on my website to learn more about that. Your contributions through Patreon will keep the life enchanting content flowing and will also help me dedicate more time to expanding the content, i.e. the blog and newsletter and whatnot. But most importantly, a portion of every cent that comes through Patreon and my online store will be donated to Metro World Child. You can find out more about them through my website on that support tab. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. What up, everyone? Nick here. Hope you're having a wonderful day, morning, evening, whenever you are listening to this. And I feel compelled to get more real with you guys. On the podcast, not that I haven't been real in the past, but I think it's important for for myself, um, and helpful for you guys, uh, and helpful for the world at large to to share our struggles and experiences and stories as much as possible in a truthful, vulnerable, authentic way, so that we can help each other and that we can spread goodness and wisdom. Um, because all we have is our stories. That's what's true to us. Um, Our testimonies, uh, our experiences, all of those things make up our world. And we all have unique experiences and stories and learnings and wisdoms that we can share with each other. And we are so connected via podcasts, via social media, everything else that it's kind of a no-brainer that we need to utilize these pr- platforms um, to start sharing these things. Shout out to that train going by, if you can hear that. Uh, but, yeah, so I want to start getting more real with a lot of these episodes. And just talking to you guys about my story, which a lot of you guys do not know. Some of you guys might know Um talk to you a little bit about my struggles, how I combat the struggles, my learnings from the struggles, et cetera. So I'm planning on releasing uh, a full version of my testimony um, soon. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm basically just going to walk through my my entire life experience, which was pretty hectic at times and dark at times and painful at times, transforming at times. That ultimately led to to my rebirth and transformation uh, into Christ, um, and I'm excited to share that with you guys, and that will put a lot of things in context that I've said in the past on previous episodes. Uh, after you listen to that, you'll understand a lot more about me. Um, it's powerful. It's really hard for me to share. Not a ton of people have heard it. I know Word's gotten around a little bit about it, but I'm excited to share it with you guys and I'm just excited to be unashamed, and I think that it will be a good weight lifted off my shoulders, and it will kind of set the context for future episodes, so so stay tuned for that. But in this episode, I want to talk about something um, that I struggle with a lot, and that is social anxiety and panic attacks, which is weird. A lot of people don't know that I struggle with social anxiety because I've... Tend to do fairly well in social situations. I have a podcast. Um, I'm a fairly good communicator. I'm pretty good at small talk when I'm at you know parties or see people uh, out and about at church or at the grocery store or whatever it is. But I have pretty crippling social anxiety, and it doesn't always manifest itself in social situations. Sometimes it's much stronger and more debilitating than other times. Sometimes it's not even in the arena it's not even relevant and i'm just totally myself and that's what's hard is sometimes i feel like i'm myself and sometimes i feel like i'm consumed by the social anxiety that completely takes away from who nick carlisle is and puts me in a box in a corner and i get inside my own head and just want to die quite frankly and uh it's it sucks and it's really hard for me and and it's new which really sucks i i have not dealt with this my whole life. It really started about like 5 years ago, I would say. And 5 years ago is a big turning point in my life which I'm going to get into when I share my testimony. But it's a relatively newer thing and one of the reasons I am so anal about what I eat and what I um, consume and my workout regimen and Uh, My morning ritual and my prayer and my faith and my supplements and all that type of stuff is because I'm doing everything that I possibly can to help strengthen my mental health so that I do not have... social anxiety or just anxiety in general, which oftentimes leads to depression and depressive episodes, uh, because I get so down on myself for having it. So I'm really just trying to do all that I can to prevent those things. And I like to be healthy as well. But really, that that's the impetus behind a lot of it. So the social anxiety uh, takes shape when I am around a lot of people, usually that I do not know. Um, whenever whenever this occurs, whenever the social anxiety occurs, um, it's usually in a large gathering. I am an introvert, meaning that, so just to kind of clarify between introverts and extroverts, introverts basically, um, so let me rewind real quick. When we talk about introverts and extroverts, we're talking about the the stimulation uh, of the senses and what that does for the individual so if there's a lot of stimulation in the room or around you extroverts tend to uh, get energized from that it kind of feeds their energy they like it and they they become outgoing and they laugh and it's just kind of like uh yeah energizing for them Um, As opposed to introverts, it's draining. So it doesn't mean that introverts necessarily just like want to stay at home and seclude themselves. It just means that introverts, when there is a lot of sensory input, it's draining to them they don't feed off of it like extroverts do. So I am a typical introvert. I can go to a party, I can go to places and do well at some point, but sometimes the sensory input is just a little bit too much. And, um, sometimes there's a perfect storm of sensory input, which leads to severe social anxiety and unfortunately panic attacks, which really, really sucks. And, A typical perfect storm of this would be um, a place where there's a lot of individuals who I have to have small talk with, or close face-to-face contact with, bright lights, warm, I don't like super warm temperatures, Um, a lot of expectation and pressure, um, especially if it's like new faces and stuff like that, introductions and and all that. That kind of tends to be the perfect storm. Of, of my social anxiety when it hits a tipping point. And when it does that, uh, my heart starts to beat really fast. Usually, I start to get like flush and red in the face. Um, I start to breathe heavily. Um, and then those things, I start feeling my bod- bodily sensations, those physical sensations doing those things. And my thoughts of those things happening and oh my gosh, people are gonna people are gonna notice that I'm having a panic attack or that I'm freaking out or hyperventilating or turning red or turning flush, those things perpetuate the social anxiety and then it just goes in a loop because those things make me think crazy and then when i think crazy uh the the physiological symptoms arise the physiological symptoms make me think crazy and it's just like a loop from hell and then all of a sudden i have a fight or flight response and i want to get the heck out of the room or wherever i is and i wherever i'm at wherever i is wherever i'm at and i just want to run um so So those instances really suck and they're very debilitating. And usually after those types of instances, I get into a, after I can kind of calm myself down, uh, I typically find myself at home or wherever it is in a depressive state where it's like, man, what the heck, what the heck was that? Like, who am I? That is not Nick. That is not Nick. And that is not from the Lord. That is not from God. That, that is from the devil and it's it's rooted in pride it's rooted in my like ap- appearance how i'm appearing to people and what people are thinking about me and trying to appear perfect to everyone and it really freaking sucks and it, uh, i'm i'm sharing this with you because all of this that exact scenario basically happened last night and i want to share with you the story of last night because it was really powerful for me um, and I really saw God working and continue to work. And it was a huge step in the right direction for me. I've been praying a ton about my anxiety and my social anxiety and my mental health and all these things, because they're all intimately connected, my depression, my anxiety, my social anxiety and panic attacks, all those things kind of feed each other. And I've been praying a ton about it recently. I've been getting prayer from the prayer team at my church. My wife and I have been praying pretty diligently about it. I've been getting prayer from my parents, from um, pastors at other churches. Uh, I've been getting some spiritual guidance. I've been going to therapy. I've taken SSRIs. I've gotten hypnotized a couple times trying to help it out. So I'm working on it. I'm really working on it, and um, I'm doing the best that I can, and unfortunately, I'm a person who wants immediate results, and when I don't get these immediate results, I think with what I'm going through as far as mental health, it continues to perpetuate the depression because I expect results, and then I don't get them, and then I get depressed that I don't have the results, and then I get frustrated that I'm depressed and anxious that I'm depressed, and then uh, I have episodes again, and then I expect results. And you can see that circle going around and around, which really sucks. So I've been praying about this a lot, working on it a lot. And, uh, my wife and I recently, we both were invited as a couple to join a Bible study with five other couples at the church that we go to. And they're a little bit older than us. Um, not by much. They're in their mid thirties. We're in our early thirties. Um, and they're all awesome couples, just salt of the earth, awesome people, families, um, the type of people that, that we want to build our lives around and with and communicate with and uh, have solid relationships with. Um So we, when we were invited into their Bible study, we were excited and stoked for it, but I immediately started to have anxiety about these meetings because I knew what they would entail just like this new group of people at someone's house I've never been to and it just kind of seemed like a recipe for panic attacks so in a way I started prepping myself to have, have a panic attack you could probably see where this is going um, so l- last night was our first bible study at, at, at a uh, couple's house and all week, I've been like kind of just like mentally prepping for it, like excited for it because I truly am excited for it. And I'm excited for these relationships to flourish and whatnot and to and to grow. But all the while, like, goodness, I I, I hope I do not have a panic attack here. I hope I do not have extreme social anxiety. I've been praying about it all week. Yes. Yesterday, my wife and I were praying about it a ton Before going over there yesterday, I did my routines. I had an awesome cold shower yesterday. It's like 35 degrees outside, so that cold shower was absolutely brutal, but um, got me going. I ate super clean yesterday, took all my supplements, feeling good, and went over to the house last night and on the way I was talking to my wife and I just said, Babe, like I'm I'm ready for this. I'm excited. But she I I talk with my wife as much as I can and share with her as much as I can about what I'm going through. And I just told her, like I'm I'm ready for this. I'm excited, but I, I just need an out if if I need to get out of there. So can we have like a code word or something? And can you just like say, Hey, my mom, because we were leaving the baby behind. And can you just like make up an excuse? I just get I'm to leave. I'm going to need you to take the reins. And she was like, she was kind of hesitant about that. Like, "Eh, I mean, I guess, and I, and I was able to coerce her and just say like, babe, I need you to, I need to know that I have a safety out. Okay. That's going to help, help my mind. So she kind of reluctantly said, okay. And we agreed that if I pinched her hand at some point that she would say something that could get us out of there. So, um, we get over to that house. Awesome couple, awesome people. And it's pretty warm in the house. Um, fireplace is going, the heater's on. So I'm already feeling like a little bit like, oh, okay. It's getting, it's pretty cozy in here. Uh, I have a long sleeve shirt on and stuff like that. And then couples start showing up, and my mind just starts spinning. Don't start having a panic attack. Like, there's a voice in my head, just don't, don't, don't get flushed. Don't start having a panic attack. Don't, 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 don't. And I basically spoke it into existence. So, within about 20 minutes of being at this house, I find myself outside uh, in front of their house, very flush, heart beating through my chest. ready to just scream at the world scream out at the top of my lungs and just kind of freaking out having a panic attack and so i didn't know what to do so i called my dad and just started talking to my dad and he's super loving and super supportive and just like nick what can i do for you do you want me to come get you and i just told him i just i just want to talk to you man i just want to talk to you because i don't want to be in my mind because my mind is so crazy right now. I just I need to talk to you. So we just started talking for a second and and then Lindsay, my wife, texted me from inside and said like, "Where are you?" And I told my dad like, "I'll I'll call you in a little bit." And so I texted Lindsay back, "Come come outside, please." She came outside and I was just I had my hands on my knees and I was just kind of freaking out, having a really really hard time. Didn't know if I wanted to cry, scream, punch the grass or take off sprinting in the opposite direction. <laughs> um, and I told her, Linz, go in there and tell them that I'm sick out here, that I'm throwing up, and let's get out of here. I need to, I need to get out of here, like, right now. And then she kind of looked at me with a face like, dang it. Like, man, this this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. And she said, and I said, I need you to do this for me. And she went inside to do that. And to go lie on my behalf, basically, or whatever. I was just leaving it up to her to figure out what to say to these other couples, putting her in a real tough spot. And as she went in there, a voice in my head said, like, what are you doing, Nick? You have you have, a group of believers who love you and want to support you and want to be in communion with you in there. This is a time where you where you need to reach out to them. And I just quickly suppressed that voice and said, hell nah, get me out of here. I'm about to take off running. Um, Freaking out still, you know, panic attack, heart beating through my chest. My wife comes back out with her purse and all her stuff ready to roll and she just looks super disappointed. And I just put my hands out into the sky and I was just thinking, God, rescue me. And I looked at my wife as she approached me and I said... I need prayer, babe. Go in there and get all of them or the guys or whoever and just send them out here so I can be prayed over because I'm I'm done fighting this. I I I want to be healed and I knew that that was the right thing to do. It was the hard thing, but I knew it was the right thing and she immediately started smiling and went back inside. And a couple minutes later, five guys walked out, um, and just came out and started just talking with me, putting their hands on me, ministering to me, walking me through it, helping me. And then they all each prayed over me. And that was, that's my biggest fear up until last night is to have people know that I have panic attacks, that I have social anxiety sometimes, um, to be, to have a panic attack and have it in the open and have people kind of like addressing it and talk about it. And like, especially with all these new couples that, that we are meeting, this is kind of like my most vulnerable state that I could possibly be in, in front of other people. So for me to send Lindsay back in there to go get those guys to come out, uh, I don't know these guys super well, but we're, we're building these relationships. That was, that was huge for me. And that was directly from the Lord. I was directly from the Lord. By the grace of God, I was able to tell Lindsay that. It was one of the, the hardest things that I've done. But Second Timothy says, um, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of courage, love, and a sound mind. And that's kind of my favorite verse. And by the grace of God, I was able to have that courage to tell her to go get those dudes. And they came out, like I said, and talked and, and, and prayed over me. And I was just kind of like dismantled completely broken down in a blur kind of in a haze my mind was like what just happened like we just got here 30 minutes ago now I'm like outside nearly crying having a panic attack these guys are praying over me I'm sure the wives are inside like you know my mind is telling me that they're like you know I don't know, making like scared for me or there's like drama or they're like whispering about me. But in reality, they are awesome in there and they're praying for me as well. And they're just awesome ladies. Um, And my wife came out after those guys were done praying over me because I just wanted to stay out there. And she was just super proud of me that I took that step because she knew how big it was for me to just not run away from it and embrace it and that was very encouraging and helpful and humbling so the moral the learning from this story is that god is so faithful uh we oftentimes pray for things we oftentimes want him to flip a switch God just flip the switch in my head and uh make it so I don't ever have a panic attack again. Which he can do. But God wants to build us up from a boat broken place so that we are solid in all aspects and areas of our lives. He talks about in Matthew the man the two men, one the wise man builds his house on a rock, the the foolish man builds his house on sand. And when the the winds come and the rain comes and the, the streams rise, the sand gets the house built on sand gets washed away and the house built on rock stands. And he wants to build my house on a rock. He wants to build your house on a rock. He wants to build his house on a rock. He wants us to expand the kingdom on the foundation of rock. And unfortunately to build you have to be broken down completely it's going to be a new build and last night he broke me down completely into my most vulnerable state into where i had nothing basically i felt like i was i was completely humbled completely vulnerable completely open but so refreshed and so thankful that that's how he was answering my prayer because he is going to do it right God does it right and he does it on his own time. And I'm I just want to encourage you guys that if you're praying for something that you're struggling with and if you're praying for some quick fix, that's good. Keep doing that. He does that all the time. There's plenty of stories of him flipping switches and changing people, but in my personal experience, he doesn't flip my switches. He when I pray for something and he knows that I'm praying out of a place of of goodness and and hope he answers me in a way that breaks me down completely so that he can build me up on a solid foundation. And when you hear my testimony in the upcoming episode, you'll you'll see that play out in a huge way. But that's what he does in my life, and I think that's what's best. The hardest thing to do, like, we are his children, and he, he loves us unconditionally. He loves me more than I love my kids, which is Insane to me, and he's gonna do what's best for us, even if it's hard. And he knew that just flipping a switch in my head wasn't gonna wasn't gonna produce the fruit. As opposed to to him breaking me down in front of my peers and basically bringing my worst fears to fruition. Um, he he knew that that would bring the most fruit, and that that would lead to me sharing this with you right now. Um, and and would lead to my story and my, my faith in him and my joy in him and just reveal uh, his faithfulness. And I'm super grateful for that. I'm not completely healed, but I know that last night was a huge step in the right direction for me in dealing with all this stuff now that it's out in the open. I mean, think about the next... Bible study I'm going to have with these people. (laughs) It's probably going to be a little awkward at first, but whatever. They know like my darkest demons now, my darkest secrets, my darkest fears. Like that's the first, in the first 15 minutes, that's what they got of Nick Carlisle. So I really have nothing to be ashamed of now or nothing to hide. But I feel so relieved and open and so grateful for that experience. So if you are praying for something right now, Stay stay in prayer. Keep praying. Um, just know that oftentimes he doesn't do it the way we want it. He does it his own way, which is way better in the long run. And oftentimes it's a little bit harder because it's the right way instead of the quick, easy way, which we always want. We want the quick, easy fix, the quick, easy pill that f- solves everything instead of doing the work. And he does the work, and he's going to do the work in you if you stay diligent in your faith and in your relationship with him. I've been so diligent in the word, memorizing scripture, prayer, all these things, and I've felt like I've just been waiting, waiting, and nothing's really happened. But in in this entire time, he's been building up these relationships with these people at the church we started going to about five years ago, and making these connections, and we started talking more with them, and they talked about getting us into their Bible study. And he knew this entire time he was answering my prayer through building up these relationships, so these moments could happen. Um, and I'm sitting here waiting for for the the flip, to, the switch to flip, uh, and getting like mad and depressed that it's not happening. So that is a little bit about my story so far and my journey. Um, I hope you found some of that helpful. I'm still broken. I'm still humbled and I'm still going to need to progress. And I'm planning on sharing everything I possibly can with you guys. I want to be open and vulnerable and connect with you guys and let you guys connect with me. Um, and anything that I find or hear, uh, or or whatever it is, or am am revealed by the Spirit, or by the Father, I'm going to share with you guys, because this world is a tough place, but living for Christ is an awesome place, and and He's got you, and I'm 100% certain of that. Thank you guys for listening, I appreciate it. Stay tuned to the next couple episodes. I have quite a few episodes banked up with some really cool guests, but I, like I said, I'm going to start implementing um, some individual topical episodes more so so that uh, I can work to being more open and vulnerable and honest with you guys. I appreciate every one of you guys listening. If you have any insights or stories or suggestions or anything like that, I'd love to hear them. Hit me up on Instagram at MyLifeEnchanted. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your day, week, month, life. Peace.
1: A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. Also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to capitalfloats.com and use the promo code LIFEENCHANTED with no spaces at checkout. If you're in Northern California, you definitely want to take advantage of this. Please remember that I am not a doctor, so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet, supplement, or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can send an email to nick, N-I-C-K, at mylifeenchanted.com, or you can find me on Instagram, at mylifeenchanted. Peace.